It's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our powered by True Car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill, plus take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed, and together, we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit PenFed.org auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hello and welcome to this week's shorter but even more action-packed Foot Weekly podcast. We'll be discussing why competitive FIFA is becoming less pay-to-win and why Tex dominates the competitive scene. Plus, at the other end of the foot spectrum, we've got some ideas for improving the casual offering and we hear Foot Economist's thoughts on what some, not Steve, are calling the perfect foot content blueprint. Yep, it's the promo that sounds like a meat dance, carnivore. I'm your host Ben and you'll hear all that and more on this week's Foot Weekly podcast on Foothead and all your usual podcast platforms. Just to let you know, a couple of issues with Foot Economist audio quality, nothing too problematic, but we are aware of it. Steve, however, your voice twin, Chris Sutton, it was his birthday last week. Yes, um, many happy returns um, to not me. Yeah. And uh, you confused everyone and everyone thought it was my birthday on Monday. And thanks to everyone who uh, who wished me a happy birthday. It was actually on Friday, but you know. I was misled um, by Ben, I should say, yeah, listeners. Of course you were, but we have with us a returning guest who we are delighted to have back, the Foot Economist. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastically. Excited to be back. It's been uh, far too long. Yeah, it has been too long. And Jamie, you're fresh off a trip to uh, Vancouver or relatively fresh off a trip. Yeah, no, it was good fun. And uh, you were there with Golden Bear and, and Bateson. Yep, yep, they were both there as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. hmm. so- sounds good. Some coincidence. <laughs> anyway, let's let's get into the podcast, and we've got plenty to discuss this week. We've got Carnival. Again, Steve, you know, this is another promo, which doesn't really have direct correlation to uh, real-world performance. So has that got your goat? No, I've given up the ghost completely. The game no longer... The game no longer has even a vague grasp on reality, so I think it's time to stop fighting the good fight and just sort of throw myself under the bus a bit and go with it. My favourite thing about it is that it looks a lot like cannibal in print, yet when it's pronounced it sounds a lot like carnivore as well, so I think it has certain um, certain carnivorous connotations to it. So that's a, a big plus for you, Definitely. I guess. That's, um, yeah, that I, probably the uh, the best thing that I have to say about the promo. Which is interesting because a lot of people have been very positive about it, I'd say, Jamie. There's a, a lot of goodwill around this promo. I think it covers a lot of the key bases. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm someone that's actually in the uh, the positive camp. I, I think that, I, you know, I think some of the player selection was a little bit interesting. And when I initially mm. saw some of the teasers for it that were leaked on Xbox, was it Xbox Live or PS4 Live? They did like a YouTube video promoing the week's promotions that were coming out. And they talked about it was going to be like celebrating Carnival with like the most skillful players from around the world. And I was on the impression that there was going to be a whole host of five-star skillers, four-star skillers all over the place. They're getting huge boosts. And I was really excited for that. And then the team came out, and aside from some top-heavy selections with guys like Neymar, didn't really have too many like overly skillful players. I mean, some of their SBCs that they've come out recently have had you know that Limbonde guy, four-star skills, five-star weak foot is you know I guess a little bit skillful with good dribbling and whatnot. And a couple other player selections are good. 
and then also to be fair guys like ben arfa are are uh pretty skillful as well as some of the people you can earn in the in the player objectives but i, I just mm. thought it was going to be I know what you mean it doesn't seem like the theme does it it doesn't seem like the focus yeah but... it, it seems just a little bit of theme although I, I do like the the theme of it i mean it's sort of they, they can really do it around anything they like at this point they sort of established that haven't they but well, i do that's like the basic um, issue with it though jamie what what is it what what is carnival what's the i don't know what it is i don't understand it it just seems like a promotion for a promotion's sake to me. Yeah, I mean, I guess my argument to be is, is why is that a, a bad thing? I'm not necessarily saying that it is a bad thing. I think that I suppose you've got to give it a name. It has a name. It has overpowered mm-hmm. cards. It will encourage people to open packs. Yeah, no, I guess so. Job done. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, mean, I, I was going to... kind of an interesting point. Uh, yeah. I, I was sort of hoping you'd actually play devil's advocate there. I, I think the, you know, the argument is it sort of makes it just feel a little bit more arcadey, which I, I know to some people who, you know, play this game sort of as in more of like a football manager kind of aspect, it just makes it feel like the cards that they have and they've been working all year to get feel a little bit less legitimate and maybe a little bit disenfranchised. It's sort of like as they get towards like this period of the game where they start putting out cards like this and foot birthday and some of the ridiculous SBCs that they that they do put out. And I, I think there is an argument to that and maybe even like another argument to this is more of like a broader content strategy kind of thing about the amount of content that they put out. But in terms of like other stuff too, we can come back to that in a second. But I, I do think that the stuff that they did with the weekly objectives, uh, and we'll get into some of the interesting dynamics that pop up to the community with, because of some of these weekly objectives, but I think they're overall positive. You know, obviously stuff that we've asked for for a long time, and I think it's positive to see that they have um, are sort of taking advantage of that system that they already have in place to allow people to sort of grind for the, the rewards. I think quite a few people have called this the blueprint for the perfect non maybe headline promo so if you call like team of the year team of the season foot birthday footmas sort of headline promos which are really big important significant things every year this is more of a i guess a filler promo and it does tick a lot of the boxes that people want to see so you've got silver objectives you've got daily sbcs you've got flashback cars you've got icon sbcs there's loads of stuff going on which seems to cover quite a good broad range of people and a lot of influencers kind of saying this is what we want to see from each promo i suppose yeah and what's what's interesting about promos like this too is when they are choosing players that don't necessarily earn the cards is i think it gives them like an ability to open up different avenues for squad building which i am always a big fan of because not only does that make Mm. the game a little bit more interesting and change up the types of teams that you match up most frequently but it also i mean it it cuts down prices for some of like the highest level players just because it adds substitute goods on onto the market and you know we've Mm. we've talked about what that does uh, to the price of expensive players like a million times so i won't get into it but you know essentially that in a way makes it so that the highest level players are competing at the highest level uh, is is more affordable sort of like this power creep as we get you know further and further into the game and, and you know better and better players get released that are sort of competing with the likes of these higher end uh, icons and team of your cards that you can you can compete on a reasonable level for a, a much cheaper price compared to what you would have had to do or you would have had to pay uh, sort of you know a couple months ago can I take slight issue with you there Jamie in talking about the the variety that it enables people to to build slightly different squads to what they ordinarily would. I think one of the problems that I have with it is that it's just the same old, same old. It's all Premier League players, Bundesliga, Serie A, La Liga. I think we're getting really to the the stage of the cycle now where people have had enough of that kind of thing, and I feel like this was a good opportunity to 
to drop some cards that really would have enabled people to, even if they're just going to build hybrids where, you know, maybe they can take a few overpowered cards from, I don't know, the Saudi League or the Turkish League and just drop them in. But I feel like it's it's pretty much the same old, same old. Um, I, I think it's it's a missed opportunity in that sense. I think I agree with that to an extent. I think it's really annoying that they haven't put any players from outside of the big leagues in this squad. But in fairness, they did do that for for future stars you know you had like Edda Militao and stuff so it doesn't mean it's the rule I guess for promos and I think this may just be the odd one out also they were somewhat restricted by the fact that they were picking from nations which had carnivals or something so there were only certain players outside of the big leagues from those nations I think but I know what you mean it feels like we could have a bit more love for, for leagues outside of the sort of big four. I mean, they had, you know, Taliska and Ben Arfa, who are, you know, obviously not part of the big couple leagues. Um, so I think there are, like, other options here. And you can obviously, you know, guys like Dybala and Icardi. And, I mean, I would argue that they are making, for example, the Serie A, like, all that more competitive now. Which, I you know, frankly, I don't think was all that good of a league aside from just having Cristiano Ronaldo. You didn't use that league. Mm-hmm. Um, for your teams, but maybe now that Dybal is a right wing, which was a uh, a problem point because you basically only had Quadrado on the right in the Serie A. Um, now, now that you have Dybala, could you could someone go make a team in Serie A now? Or that if they have Immobile and Icardi, could you run a hold up play style sort of two striker Serie A squad? I mean, I I really do think that like every type of card that they add, just because it doesn't fit in with you know myself. I mean, you know, for example, when they dropped the uh, the, the Pulisic, my uh, my roommate who I use all the time as a casual FIFA player example, uh, texted me sort of in all caps. He's like, "Oh my god, Pulisic!" And he's you know he's now making a Bundesliga team because like one of his things was he couldn't afford Sancho. But you know now that you know the Sancho and Pulisic have all sort of split the demand, now he can actually go out and make a reasonably good team uh, with with that Pulisic. He didn't want Sancho, mm. Jamie, and I hope you put him straight on that. Yeah, I did. No, I, was, I drilled him. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants Sancho. The the thing is as well, though, I mean, like the most accessible of these cards is the one that's available by, I think you've got to win four squad battles games on professional. So that's pretty much accessible mm-hmm. to anybody who, who knows how to hold a, a controller, basically. <laughs> the, the problem that I've got with that, who's going to use that card? Who is going to use a Scottish Premier League team? Who's going to use an all-American team. It's. I, I just think that the selection of the cards could have used a bit more imagination. I, as a promo, fine, I've got no problem with it, really. That's it's, it's what it is. But I think that it's a missed opportunity to, to give people the opportunity to step outside of the normal leagues. And, and yeah. I just think that with a bit more imagination, maybe people might have been able to do that a bit more yeah. easily. I think that's almost a argument for it's sort of like a deeper argument that you're sort of hitting at there, Steve. Is that you know would people use those types of cards if there was a game mode where you could get away with using a Scottish Premier League team or and and have fun with it, right? Like if they had some sort of mode where and it wasn't just you know not not sort of talking about some of like a sort of like in the lowest hanging fruit of just making it so that that is the requirement that you have to use it but you know making a game mode where it's you know it's you bring some of like the no rules soccer game modes to ultimate team right where you can only score for like a volley or some of the concepts that some of the um you know people in the community have been coming up with and you added that to uh, ultimate team you know would people go out and use some of these quote-unquote fun players that you could unlock that have sentimental value i mean someone like you know at american i would probably go and use bullets just because i could um, so I think almost the argument is like, if they're going to do promos like this, or promos like this could be even more amplified and, and more exciting if 
you know, you could, you could go out and use these in modes that sort of either felt like they mattered or were fun enough so that you would do them if, even if they didn't have a good reward. Personally, I'd, I'd love to be able to use them in foot itself. Um, I think maybe the best way that I can sort of depict my my argument against it is that, I mean, take Dries Mertens as an example. He's already got an inform. He's got a Champions League card. Why do we need another card when so many other players could have been selected who aren't Dries Mertens, who don't already have an inform or who don't have a mm. Champions League card? I just feel like it lacks imagination, that's all. Yeah, I guess we've discussed this and it comes down to the idea that maybe the selections in terms of players wasn't especially creative, but I think in terms of the overall promo and the amount of stuff in terms of SBCs, daily objectives, it's been generally really positively received. Obviously, if people have thoughts, get them sent in. If you enjoyed the player selection even, let us know at Foot Weekly Pod. If you didn't enjoy, um, let us know your thoughts on that as well. In terms of Jamie's point though about a casual mode, I do think this is a really key thing. And I was thinking about how, say, playing something like Apex Legends, which has come out recently and been a huge success, you hardly ever win. But it seems that doesn't necessarily affect people's enjoyment of the game. I'll still play it, even though I'm not winning games. And trust me, I'm pretty bad, so I'm definitely not winning any games. (laughs) But the thing is, when you're playing it, it doesn't feel like completely wasted time. Yeah, partly because, yes, you're learning a new game and it's fresh and exciting, but also because you actually achieve things even as you lose. You know, you can pick up accolades or kind of pins to go on to your profile to show off before a game starts, which indicates you've achieved certain things, even without winning. And so... In FIFA, you could quite easily, I'm sure, implement a similar thing. So have that on the squad loading screen. You might have a badge saying you scored a certain number of volleys. That badge would look different depending on the kind of level that you got to. Various things like that, which would just make the game more interesting and and less ultra competitive. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting to see some of the dynamics that evolve when people are faced with these kind of challenges right now because it is such a win meta if you will i mean like you know people's Mm. fun is just almost solely determined by whether or not they win and i think that's partially contributing to some of the toxicity of the community right now and i think you know it's sort of a funny example of of this manifesting is when we had this silver requirements i said there's this trend going on right now uh that was started by i I believe a spanish youtuber i'm not 100 percent sure about this but his name is chigres i think apparently if you name your team Chigres, and you go into an online single match, the home team, when you both match into that, if you both have that team name, the home team is supposed to get the win. So the away team that starts with the ball is supposed to concede a goal, and you know the home team gets the win so they can complete their you know the challenges. What's sort of interesting about all that is, one, that's against terms of services. So if you're doing that, we can't, tech, we, we can't endorse that. Just Don't as a FYI. <laughs> but also, it's just it's interesting because this is something that the community has been calling for. Like, oh, bring back the silver uh, online tournaments. Like, they were the best. Bring back the glory days where, you know, and then all of a sudden, they actually, it, it comes and it happens. And, and, you know, EA does sort of a decaf version of what these people want in terms of, like, not bringing back the actual tournaments, but making people go play with silver players. And then people just sort of find ways around it it's just sort of an interesting kind of dynamic that um, yeah, yeah i think is kind of telling I totally of. agree because it's amazing so many people go on about that like you know love playing with silver players why can't we have more you know a silver cup or whatever etc and then the very same people are there trying to find ways to to get around it and not have to play with those players 
I think they just like they're crying out for something that is like more casual, and you know, just because it's with silver players doesn't mean it's going to feel less casual. Again, I, I do think Ben, you actually bring up a pretty good point about there is some way that you can feel like you're earning something other than something that is going towards making your team like way better, which like sort of mm. pushes this idea of making it super competitive. Like if you can earn if you can earn something as a you know, an extra perk that isn't geared towards just making that much better of a player, then I think you're right. I think that would. Uh, encourage people to play the game and feel like they're they're moving towards something that isn't just you know another win or another w in the win column i'd agree with that as well in the sense that i think that a lot of people whether it's consciously or subconsciously especially with things like rivals i think a lot of people spend 12 minutes of their life playing a game and then at the end of it if they lose they feel like they're walking away from it completely (laughs) empty-handed Maybe with enough coins to cover the mm. contracts that they've spent on that game, or you know, maybe to walk out with a hundred and twenty coins profit. So yeah, definitely, I, I think there'd be some value in at least some sort of consolation prize, I suppose, for want of a better term. Yeah, and there's this interesting thing from a, a perspective of how the game used to be pre foot champs, etc. When I used to play endless numbers of online single matches, because that was pretty much the only mode apart from tournaments i think they had occasionally back then what you do when you went into a game is you try and maximize your coin output from that game mm. and the way you do that is say win five nil that would be the, the optimum it was a bit like squad battles in that sense but when you lost you'd still get you know 400 coins rather than a thousand coins so you'd still get a decent reward right whereas now if you lose yeah you basically might you're giving away 20 minutes of your life essentially because there's no real positive um, and if anything, with squad fitnesses, all that kind of stuff, you're basically losing coins. Yeah. Exactly what you're saying. If we could have some kind of badge system, you know, let's say you score a bicycle kick or you, you know, do something which actually is quite cool and earns you some kind of kudos, even if it's not ability or coins, then surely that's a win for everyone, right? <laughs> I can't see why that'd be a bad thing. So, yeah, it would definitely be something um, I'd like to see. What's up, guys? This is Andy AJ Free, and you're listening to the Foot Weekly Podcast. There's more Foot Weekly action after the break, but usually there's someone else doing an ad here, and this week I thought I'd better do it as Beer52 want to give each of our UK listeners a free case of craft beer. Go to beer52.com foot to sign up for their monthly discovery club, and you'll get a case of eight beers free. And if it's not for you, there's no minimum commitment, so you can just cancel, and you'll have eight beers for Ment Magazine and a snack for the cost of postage. That's beer52.com foot for that case of beer. And of course, listeners, there is no catch, but for full T's and C's, go to beer52.com terms, and please drink responsibly. Right, on with the second half. Hello, and welcome back after the break. Steve, the big question on everyone's lips this week, how are the chickens? The chickens are okay. Um, the bigger concern at the moment is is how they'll react once they are introduced to the new dog. The new dog has been mm. eyeing them up rather hungrily, shall we say. We're not optimistic at this stage, so I think we're going to have to delay the introduction a little longer than we initially anticipated. Ben. Mm. So does the dog just avoid going in the garden? Well, I mean, obviously the dog doesn't avoid going in the garden. Do you avoid the dog going in the garden at all then? In, in the sense that we'd like to think that we are, to some extent, in control of the dog, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, I mean, we'll be interested to know how that, that pans out, so let us know. I'll keep you posted. Yeah, we don't want any... Uh carnivorous activities 
but it is carnival so i, I may I actually I, I knew you were gonna say that as soon as, <laughs> as soon as you took that pause i knew you were gonna make a joke about something about carnival <laughs> right let's let's move very swiftly on so jamie you did a tweet about the new restrictions the pros have to go through but one player who definitely needs restrictions put on him is f2 techs i mean the guys won four majors and uh, six trophies he actually went back to back without losing a game so that's back to back tournaments without losing a game but steve what makes techs so ridiculously good do you think i think it's a combination of a number of things really he's got age on his side so he has those high twitch reactions working for him. He's exceptional, or he's certainly been able to diagnose the mechanics which can be abused. He's actually, mm. I think, introduced new areas of mechanics to be abused. Things like the uh, mm. using the elastico to actually potentially turn his player through a 180 degree circle by just repeating it over and over again. Um, that's to name just one. There are many. Mm. And also having, I mean, to give the guy credit as well, he knows football. When you watch some of his build-up play, it's stuff that would translate to a football field perfectly well. So mm. I, I think it'd be wrong to kind of just box him off as being this this gamer who's, who's great at abusing mechanics because I think there's a lot more to him than that. Yeah, I suppose the question is, like, last year he didn't end up winning the, you know, big E-World Cup final it'll be interesting to see whether things are different this year you know he did do well in the build-up to that but didn't quite do as well i suppose but i've questioned before whether he has the sort of what would be the word tactical now to be able to perform once everyone else gets used to the mechanics but it really feels like this year he's mastered them to such a level i don't know whether anyone's even going to come close yeah i mean it, the guy's dominant right like i think it's kind of interesting even to look at his the stats that he had in the final I mean, literally, the final like should, mm. should have been like the best, of the best. He the stats in his final he wins the game three zero. He had fourteen shots to one, seventy one percent possession, ninety four percent pass accuracy to eighty three percent pass accuracy. I mean, seventy one to one to twenty nine. I mean, that's like I, I have a tough mm. time doing that when I'm trying to just play for possession. I mean, that's <laughs> that's like outrageous, and he's doing that against someone that that's is conceivably yeah. like the second best player in the world at that mm. moment or at least the best player on playstation i don't right. know whether that you know right yeah, yeah. yeah i'm not sure about that <laughs> <laughs> cue the angry emails <laughs> one thing that we wanted to talk about around this was that pros are now going to be given restrictions for the last two qualification events for those who don't know the process you get yourself foot champs verified by getting over 27 wins and then you go into a sort of I guess, Swiss-style format where you qualify against other pros, which has always been the way that people have requested um, the format to happen. But there was no restriction on the quality of player within those squads that you were using for that. And that meant that, I guess, people were complaining about the fact that they would never be able to qualify because their team just isn't as good. They haven't spent thousands of dollars on the game. And Jamie, you tweeted about this, didn't you? What were your thoughts and, and what were the restrictions actually? Because people probably haven't seen them. Yeah, so it was interesting. So the, the pros got this email saying that essentially for the qualifiers now they were allowed only a maximum of two icons, a maximum of one 95 plus rated non-icon player. So, you know, the likes of like a Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, a maximum of two 90 to 94 rated non-icon players, so maybe like a, a name on that. Um, and then all other players must be rated 89 or lower. So right off the bat, that changes the teams of almost every single pro that I know pretty dramatically, especially some of the ones that are that have put like significant amounts of money into the game. Uh, I, I also understand that... <laughs> 
you know, and this was very evident based on the reaction on Twitter, that a lot of the pros are really upset about this. Um, you know, I think the idea mm. was good uh, in that it does make it so that when you, you know, if you qualify, you're able to make it through uh, the sort of the, the foot champs where you get 27 wins, you get verified and you get onto the fires, that it does you know, sort of level the playing field, a bit, of a, a bit of a financial fair play aspect to things. But obviously the people that have spent a ton of money now can't use some of the teams that they, or, or the cards that they put money into. Maybe, you know, worst case scenario, maybe they've just done an Optus Prime Icon SBC that they don't really think has this place in their team anymore. And now they've put all that sunk cost into that card, had no warning about this potentially coming. And it's, it's you know, something that they, they can't deal with now. So maybe if, they, you know, a better scenario, for example, would have been maybe if they had implemented at the start of next year, or if they'd given them forewarning, uh, as or at least as much forewarning as I possibly could to say like, hey, don't spend, <laughs> don't spend any money, mm-hmm. um, you know, for the next, you know, couple months because we are planning to add this, right? Just give them a little bit of a headway so that they can manage their accounts. I, I, you know, I think that that kind of transparency would go a long way in helping these guys out because I, they have to make incredible investments and, and back in their own ability, uh, and there really is no insurance for them. Right. I mean, if they, especially if they aren't a signed player, this is almost you know, it could potentially end up becoming some cost that they never get to you know, sort of sort of utilize. I mean, overall, I think it's something that is in the you know step in the right direction. Um, good idea. Poor sort of poor poor implementation. Poor timing. Yeah, I think with so many things that have happened around the pro scene, uh, you know, you can broaden this out to things overall. A lot of it comes down to communication. If this had been communicated earlier in the year, maybe even before, obviously the game came out would have been ideal. Or, and then it's the same with the prime icon moments debate as well you know communicating these things and being transparent would make the world a difference to these people because i actually think in terms of the timing of the actual restrictions being put on it's actually not bad because if you think that someone you know where would you have placed those restrictions what kind of restrictions would you have had earlier in the game um it, it becomes quite a gray area because people develop their clubs you know build their coins um at quite different rates and so you would have probably had even more disparity at the very start but you know the last two qualifiers being qualifiers which are relatively accessible in terms of most players who are going to have been playing the game enough to be semi-pro are going to have teams of this kind of caliber so it kind of makes sense to do this towards the end of the year rather than at the beginning I just think you're right. Many pros will have stacked their teams with Icon SBCs um, at the top end and not have the coins to release and use lower down, I guess. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting too is, is sort of the <laughs> the dynamic that's caused, right, with the market. You know, that sort of speaking from, you know, put my trading hat back on is <laughs> the prices of some of the like mid-tier icons. I, I sort of, you know, I'm putting air quotes in the air, which is great podcasting etiquette, but... The mid-tier icons that are like above, you know, 90 rated or, I mean, you can only use two icons now, right? So, you know, there's a lot of icons that were sold off really heavily when this, when this email was, was sent to the pro players a couple of days ago, because now it's like, well, I can't use these anymore. And they were, you know, they, they were sold like they were going out of style. It was a great time for traders and, you know, prices of number of center backs, Van Dyke, for example, the UCL champions one or the road to the final one uh, went up in value quite a bit. Yeah, so there, I mean, it was interesting to see the dynamics of these cards kind of shift around. Don't you think that the wording of that email is just a little bit strange, almost? I, I'm sure it hasn't been written with the intention of, of triggering people, but I think it... I, just to read it out, the, the way that it's prefaced, it says, Throughout the year, we've been constantly evolving our qualifiers in response to player feedback. One thing we've heard a lot from you on is the disparity in squad strength between players. 
to help address this, we're trying squad restrictions for the last two qualifiers of the season. Trying. We're trying squad restrictions. What what on earth does that mean? Just like, well, we're not really sure what we're doing, so we're, we're going to give squad restrictions a bit of a go, you know. It's, it's not that we're introducing them. We're not confident that they'll actually succeed. We're, we're, we're just going to try them. So, you know, I mean, we realise that your livelihood depends on this, but if, if you don't mind, we're just, we're just going to try a few things out, if that's okay, yeah. It, it sort of reminds me of this year, the... Secondary league for the NCAA, uh, many of the American listeners will be familiar with March Madness. The secondary league, I actually forget what it is right now, is trying European basketball rules uh, for them. And they're like widening the three-point arc, and I think they're changing the uh, the, 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 the zone. I, you know, forgive me, basketball fans, but the zone where offensive players can't stand for too long. And it's just like those those teams are like, I've trained my entire life for this <laughs> and, and like i potentially like getting looks from scouts yeah. or these and whatever and now you're gonna change the rules like right when it's like the biggest stage yep. of my entire life like what is why mm. i think it's tough because it's just pulling the rug isn't it i don't know I've, I've got to be honest i think it suggests a bit of a strange attitude i thought really to be honest that yeah you were quite happy f- to have pro teams and all those pro players spending thousands of dollars on the game because you know that's what um would make them more money i suppose so the idea that they're now willing to put in restrictions that does mean that they are being reasonable enough to look beyond the idea that you have to spend to win which is positive but quite why they did it now it almost seems a bit cynical like all these teams have spent loads of money all these players have spent loads of money and now you bring it in, so they've already spent their money, right? So it's a, it's a bit of a, a strange... Well, exactly. If you want to try something out, do it with blanks. Don't do it with live ammo. Mm. You know, test it somewhere else. Don't don't just introduce it to tournament play like that, for God's sake. Yeah, but then on the other hand, I'm like, at least they're, they're doing it. At least they're giving players a chance who haven't gone mad pay to win a chance to compete because ultimately, without this, they may not have got a chance all year. So one of the key things here is that it has happened i think that's ultimately even though there's a lot of negativity i think it's a positive i was saying you know f2 techs he we interviewed him actually on this podcast shortly after his barcelona win and uh the team that he was using to qualify for that event bear in mind he only qualified because people dropped out of that event really um was mm-hmm. included players like osman dembele that was before his team of the season so if you'd put him in the current system, whereas instead of weekend league, you're playing pro players over a weekend qualification system, but with those caliber of player as well, you know, the the chances of him qualifying, I think, would be really, really slim this year. So I do think it's good they've done this. It's a positive um, for the competitive scene. And on that, actually, it feels like we're doing competitive pod recording this week because we're racing against the clock. We're aiming for a half hour pod this week. We'd love to keep doing the full pods and aiming to get back to them next week, but just wasn't possible with the amount of work I've got on this week. Really good to get something out, though. And Steve, huge thanks to you for joining me. Where can people find you? They can follow me at the foot coach on Twitter. And if you want to look into the coaching, just check out my pinned tweet there. And of course, there's a streaming on Twitch on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 10 pm UK time. And that is just twitch.com forward slash the foot coach. Nice. And if you want to follow the foot economist, go to www.twitter.com slash foot underscore economist. Go to his description, click foot weekly, click follow there. Go to the description of Foot Weekly, click Foot Weekly Ben, press follow there, and you're done. Beautiful. 
that's that's, that's, Jamie. that's that's straight from the uh, straight straight what I was going to say. <laughs> so I think that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, but yeah, you're, you're having a bit of a hiatus, aren't you, from content? You're doing your finals, so um, you're, yeah, yeah. you're a bit busy on that front. Yeah, but yeah. still, do drop him a follow on Twitch and on Twitter, and uh, we'll look forward to um, things getting back up and running again once he's in limbo after he's uh, completed his finals. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and of course, thanks for coming back, Jamie. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, guys. And finally, thank you, listeners, for coming this week. See you very soon. Goodbye. Pretzels. Look. What, Chips? Look. Who's the new guy? Fanta. I think he's looking at me. Uh, Pretzels, you got it twisted. He's looking at me. Stop being salty, Chips. We both got a chance. Shh, he's coming over. Ladies. Hi. And hello to you. Back at you, handsome. Fanta picked beef jerky? Mm, girl, we're going to be here a while. T-Mobile has been building America's largest 5G network for this epic 5G moment. Introducing the new iPhone 12 Pro. Now at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G coverage. Download, upload, and game at 5G speed in more places. Unleash the power of iPhone 12 Pro with T-Mobile. Capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain plan or features. See T-Mobile.com.